club since I think that Russia is getting angry and many of the prophecies about Russia, the Russian bear getting angry and coming and attacking America are getting very, very close to happening. I cannot go to anything else and talk about anything else until we make this crystal clear what is going on. So here's what happened. I realized that I forgot a very important point as I was taking a shower this morning. The Lord kind of spoke to my heart and reminded me I forgot to put this in the story. So let me back up as this is important for you to know so that you know that Dimitri really was hearing from God. So let me go back to what I talked about briefly yesterday. This was the night that Dmitry Dudeman, the Romanian pastor that smuggled Bibles into Romanian Russia for some 30 years, was put through five months of torture, putting him on the electric chair twice. They couldn't kill him. Daniel came to him and told him the year, month, day, and hour he would be exiled to America. And that was July 22, 1984, at 10 o'clock in the morning. And sure enough, he arrived in America about 30 days after that. So he arrived here in 1984. So this was the first night, and they put him into an apartment that stunk very badly. There was pets that was there before. So he was outside. He was sitting on—here, let me read it. He says, it was late at night, and I couldn't stay inside because of the smell. I was sitting outside on a rock. A light came toward me, and the fear of cars came within me, because the Romanian police were always trying to run me over the cars. That's why I jumped to run, but the light surrounded me. Out of the light, I heard the same voice, and I said, Dimitri— why are you so despaired? I said, why did you punish me? What did I do so rotten? Why did you bring me to the United States? I have no word on my head. I can't understand anybody. Now, let's pause there. So when I went to Dimitri's house in, I believe it was 1988, we were out in the front lawn. And I said, the night that the angel Gabriel came to you, the very first night you arrived in America, and you said that you saw when he came to you, it looked like a car coming at you. Where were you sitting? So he walked over and he sat down on a brick planter. And I said, now, when you said you saw the light coming toward you and you thought it was a car coming at you, from what direction? Now, here's the part I missed. From what direction did that come? And he pointed. And I said, oh, okay, thank you. And I kind of politely changed the subject. Well, in a little while, he got up and they were doing other things. So I walked over in my curious mind Actually, I believe it was God confirming it, and it was a message that you would need to hear. So I walked over, and I sat literally in exactly the same place he sat on that brick planter. And then I looked up in the direction he pointed, and he said the light came from that direction. And I was asking myself one question. If I were sitting here late at night, and I saw a light coming toward me from that direction, that particular angle— could I possibly confuse that for a car coming at me and jump to run? Well, yes, I could, because when someone comes up to the stop sign, they turn right or left, but if they keep going straight, they would literally run right into his living room. So the question is, yes. Well, he didn't know that I was checking on his story, but I did check on his story. And so that's one of two more reasons why I know that Dimitri was hearing from God. Here, I'll give you the other one. I didn't tell this yesterday. So earlier, this is before, this was like, I think this was February or March of 1987, I believe. 
So anyway, I wrote him and I asked him if he would come and speak uh, for one hour at the Full Gospel Businessmen meeting in Lawrence, Kansas. He wrote back and said, yes, I'll come for two weeks. And I thought, <laughs> two weeks? What do I do with this guy for two weeks? But as I said yesterday, by the time he got there, his whole schedule was booked. So anyway, I took him around, showed him all these different places. But about nine months later, Leslie and I had moved to Omaha, Nebraska, and I invited him to come up and speak at some churches in Omaha, Nebraska. Well, he first came over and speak. It was a Friday night. He was going to speak at my house. And of course, again, I was not in the ministry and had no plans to be in the ministry. And the church that I was going to then, I barely knew them because I, you know, I, I didn't even talk to the pastor about possibly having him in. I didn't know them well enough. So we just had a little private meeting over at our house. But there were so many people coming that our little house wouldn't hold it. So we moved a couple of houses down to another uh, friend's house there. And we probably had 25, maybe 30 people at the meeting that night. I remember he talked on Galatians 5. Now, all of this is important. It's important so that you know that the message that was given to Dimitri Dudeman is not just a fairy tale, that it's real, and that it is really coming. And I'm about to talk about some things that says it may be really about to hit. So anyway. So we talk in Galatians 5. After he's done, I uh, went into the kitchen, and I'm helping serve tea and stuff like that to the guests. And, uh, oh, 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 here, I've I got to back up. i gotta, I got to set the scene here. I forgot something. Um, he talked at a church. I believe it was on Sunday night. I believe it was West Dauphinbaugh. I can't remember the name of the church, but I do remember this incident. So after we dropped him off, we're driving home. Leslie turns to me and she says, if, if Dimitri really is of God, and I'm, I'm not questioning whether he is, but if he really was of God, then he would have a message for me because he has these messages for you and all these other people. And if he's really from God, he would know that I want a message and he would give me a message. And I said, well, have you asked him? And she said, no. And I said, well, you should ask him. If you ask him, then he'll tell you what God says. No, no, no. If he's if he's really of God, then he'll know that I want a message, and he'll give me a message. Again, that was Monday night. So he spent uh, some some he had some other speaking engagements on the other side of town for the next several days. Then it was Friday night. Let's go back to our meeting uh, at the Bible study. So we talked in Galatians five afterwards. I'm in the kitchen. I'm helping serve tea to the guests. Leslie walks up to me, and she says, uh, Did you tell Dimitri that I wanted to have a message from God? I said, No, honey. I said, I'd been across town all week long. I talked to him. Why? She said, Well, let me tell you what he just did. He just walked up to me, and he pointed his finger at me, and he said, You said, If I'm of God, then I would have a message for you. And of course, you can imagine her, <laughs> her mouth dropped open. And I said, So what do you say? What do you say? She says, Well, he told me all the secrets of my heart. I don't remember all the things that he told her, but suffice to say, it was impressive to her. Now, let me give you the, the third reason. Actually, this is really the first reason. So I arranged for him to speak at a church first, and the church said, yeah, 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 we'll pick him up at the airport. So they were the ones that picked him up at the airport, and they took him over to a church in Kansas City. Sorry, I don't remember the name of the church too many years ago. But after he spoke, I arranged to pick him up uh, from the church. And that's in Kansas City. So now we're driving from Kansas City at the time I was living in Topeka, Kansas. 
About halfway, we're driving down Interstate 70. We're heading west. I'll never forget it. It's just like I was there right now. So Dimitri leans his head back. He's in the passenger side of the car. I thought he was taking a nap. Directly, he wakes up and he turns to me and he says, This woman in your life. <laughs> yes, my wife. He said, you tell her. She's praying for other people, and their problems are coming back on her. You tell her, before she prays for other people, she must first pray for strength for herself. Okay. I mean, it didn't mean anything to me. So we arrived at, oh, let's see, what was the name of the place? I want to say Country Kitchen. Oh, oh no, 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 Perkins. I believe it was Perkins. Uh, on the corner of 37th and Topeka. And they were getting something to eat. And so while they were having uh, something to eat, I stepped out at the payphone. This is before cell phones. And so I called Leslie. Now, again, at this time, we had just moved from Topeka, Kansas to Omaha, Nebraska. And because we already had this scheduled, I had to leave her with the house filled with boxes. <laughs> so <laughs> she was unpacking all of the boxes. So I called her cell phone. And I said, okay, I, let me tell you what this guy says. I don't know if this makes sense to you or not. I said, so we're driving down the road. He tells me this. He says that you're supposed to pray for strength for yourself first because you're praying for other people and their problems are coming back on you. Before you pray for other people, first you have to pray for strength and protection for yourself first. Does that make sense? She started crying. Yes, yes, I'm just so down. I'm, I'm so depressed. I said, what? She says, well, I'm opening boxes. And as I'm opening these boxes and putting things up, I'm just praying for anybody that, that comes to mind. I'm just praying for them. And she says, I, I feel so down and depressed. She'll, yes, yes, he hit it. That's exactly it. Before I pray for other people, I need to pray for myself. I need to pray for strength for myself. And I'm thinking, who's this guy? What is this guy I've got in the car with me? How can this guy driving west on Interstate 70 between Kansas City and Topeka, Kansas, hears the secret prayers of my wife, my housewife at the time, in Omaha, Nebraska? You want to tell me how that happens? Well, at that point, I knew something real special was in my car. Now, I tell you the stories because you need to know this whole thing from Dimitri is not a joke. I know I may be the only one still talks about it. Well, here, all right, I, I guess this is stand talk day. So I'm impressed to give you another one. So yeah, I, I've got the exact date. I can look it up. I record all of it. Well, here, 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 let me just go to it here. It was February the 8th. I just looked it up. In my dream, I checked into a hotel, but immediately I went to my car. My heart was very heavy. Now, before I go any further, let me explain what happened. So we were having a meeting in Omaha that night, and in order to promote the meeting, I had gone to the radio station that we'd been on for, I don't know, probably 10 years. Uh, matter of fact, we were on there almost 20 years before we got off. And I was on the radio, and the guy that was new there at the station was kind of doing a setup on me. He said, so will you take questions? I said, no, we don't have time to take questions. I'm, I just need to talk about the meeting tonight. He said, okay. But as soon as he introduced me, he says, oh, we have a question. And all of a sudden, I'm live on the air with a question. And this guy was attacking me without going into all the needless details of that. 
Suffice to say, I felt all beat up. So I went on to the meeting that night, and we only had 25 people in the meeting. Now, that might not mean a whole lot to you, but in those days, in order for me to reach a break-even, we had discovered, having 40 meetings a month, that I needed to have about 100 people to a meeting, anything less than that, and we lost money. Well, we'd had a lot of those less than 25 meetings. And after the meeting that night, I was even more down and depressed because I'm thinking, I don't even know how I'm going to pay for the meeting room, much less where I'm going to get the money to pay for the sleeping room that my son and I are staying in in Omaha that night. I remember I called Leslie, and I said, I just need you to pray for me. I said, you know... This doesn't seem to be working. I don't have to do this. You know, I was making pretty good money for a prophecy club come along. I can find something else. You know, I'm a salesman. You can push me out of a plane any place and orders start happening. I know how to sell. I mean, I, I used to be a sales course instructor. So, I mean, I know what I'm doing. You know, maybe maybe I just need to go find something else to do. So I was pretty upset. So February 8th. 2003, this was the dream. So I got in my car and I drove down the street to this little mission church. And I walked in and there was a man at the front of the chapel speaking to about 40 men in the room. And there was another man walking around each of the people handing them a piece of paper. The man on the front row asks, well, why do we have to go to this memorial? The man replied, you have to go. Well, now let me explain. In a lot of these homeless places, before you get the free meal, you got to listen to the sermon. Well, apparently what he had said that night is, no, we're not going to have a sermon tonight. Tonight, I want you to go down and look at this memorial. So the guy in the second row asks, what is it? Speaker said, it's a memorial to a Romanian pastor named Dudeman. Go see it. You'll really like it. Now, I didn't understand at the time, but this dream was telling me that I am Dimitri Dudeman. Now, I'm not trying to lift myself up. I'm not trying to say I'm important. I'm just trying to say that this is God telling me. In other words, no, Stan, don't quit. Don't go get another job. This is your primary call, at least at this point in life, is to continue to carry the warning of Dimitri Dudeman. That's what the dream is about to say. It's a memorial to a Romanian pastor named Dudeman. Go see it. you really like it. But about that time, a man handing papers to each person handed me one. It was a paper, and they said, you have to go get a stamp from the memorial place proving that you went and saw the memorial. Bring it back, and you can have food. And I said, no, nah, I, I, I don't need food. I just, I just want to get away. I just want to pray. Well, at that point, the guy poked me with the paper and said, go see it. You'll like it. And I said, no, nah, not really. I don't need any food. I, ju I just want to get away and pray for just a few minutes. And then he poked me again. He said, go see it. You're going to like it. I said, what, what were you talking about? Dudeman, you're talking about Dimitri Dudeman? He said, yeah. I said, you're talking about the Romanian pastor that smuggled Bibles into Romania and Russia for over 30 years, was caught, put through five months of torture, culminating, and then putting him on the electric chair. God sent him to America with a warning that if the fall of America would start with an internal revolution. America started by the communists. Some of the people start fighting against the government. The government would be busy with internal problems. Is that the Dimitri you're talk talking about? The guy poked me with the papers again, almost pushing me back. And he said, yes. You have to go. All of a sudden, I fell back in the chair behind me. I exploded into crying. I exploded in the spirit. And I cried out and I said, I am Dimitri Dudeman. And I woke up from the dream. And God was saying, God was saying, Stan, 
You are to meet your deadline. You are to carry that message. And still to this day, 32 years later, I still carry that message. And like Eddie Chumney called, and he says, Stan, he said, do you know that you're the only one that continues to carry Dimitri's message? He said, in my opinion, he said, Dimitri was sent to America to meet you because he knew, God knew, supernaturally arranged that you would continue to carry Dimitri's message when no other would. So that's one of my major calls in life, not my only one. I want you to know that I've met Dimitri. I've had him in my home on two occasions. I spent a lot of time with him in the car, talking. I went to his home. I've tasted the fruit of his prophecies. I've seen him praying for people. I know the walk of Dimitri. I've prayed on my knees with Dimitri. I've got prophecies. Here, I'll tell you another. I can't believe I'm tagging, telling you all this stuff. But So we put him on a speaking tour. He was speaking in Las Vegas that night. As we drove up, got out of the car, he turned to me and says, Stani, that's the way he, <laughs> he called me. He said, Stani. He said, tell me now. He said, you smoke cigarettes now. I said, no, Dimitri, I don't smoke. Stani, tell me. And he's poking his finger into my stomach. He says, tell me now, you smoke cigarettes. I said, no, sir, no, no, I, I don't. I haven't ever smoked. I said, I don't smoke. And but just little things like that. You know, he was, it, what he, it was his way of making fun. He was he was trying to make a joke. He knew that I didn't smoke cigarettes, but he was very big on people, Christians, not smoking. He said if, if Christians were intended to smoke, they would have a chimney on top of their head. Now, I say all of that to say this. The fall of America will start, will start with an internal revolution in America started by the communists. Some of the people will start fighting against the government. The government will be busy with the internal problems. Then from the oceans, Russia, Cuba, Nicaragua, Central America, Mexico, and two of the countries will attack and defeat America, and one day in one hour, so great riches will come to naught. Now let's go to HalTurnerRadioShow.com. I think it's interesting that this guy puts out some of the exact information that I need, yet, because he's not a prophecy teacher, he doesn't understand what he's saying. So I'm going to give you the understanding of what he's saying. Headline, Putin rejects Biden meeting. Russia paints invasion stripes on military vehicles. Reports of nuclear munitions being moved into Crimea. Now you remember that Dmitry was shown a vision that the Russian bear that was once asleep will grow and become strong and angry and attack, and that when he attacks, the NATO countries will be like men with sticks fighting off a giant bear and he will just run over anybody and everybody he wants to. I believe that this is some of the early phases of America making the bear angry. Russian President Vladimir Putin, it says, has rejected the suggestion of a meeting between himself and U.S. President Joe Biden. No meeting will take place in the immediate future regarding Ukraine or any other issue. The proposed summit offered to Russian President Vladimir Putin by his American counterpart Joe Biden won't go ahead in the future, the Kremlin has said. It comes amid speculation that new U.S. sanctions on Moscow are immediate. According to leaked details in the mass media publications, the Biden administration, as soon as today, 
will sanction 12 Russian individuals, including government and intelligence officials, and 20 entities in response to what the USA calls the solar winds attack. And, get this, election interference. <laughs> and, of course, uh, Hal Turner makes a joke, says, you know, this is from the people that stole the election from Trump, and they're complaining that they cheated in the election. Speaking to reporters on Thursday morning, Putin's spokesman said that the White House invitation to meet in a third country in the coming months would be impossible to organize, at least in the short term. The next part of the headline says military vehicles altered suddenly. Within the past 24 hours, it became apparent that all Russian military vehicles, along with Ukraine border, had gotten an unusual paint modification, a large white stripe on the front and on the top of each vehicle. This took the younger military analysts by surprise. Essentially, it's saying they put the white stripes on there so that they will know the difference between a Russian vehicle and an enemy vehicle since sometimes they're driving the same-looking machine. The article goes on to say, We expect that Russia will beef up their military grouping on borders to a total of 56 battalion tactical groups, totaling 110,000 troops, that will be completed on April 20th. April 20th, remember that. Now let's go to the next headline. Nuclear weapons movements. Ukraine's defense minister has claimed Russia is preparing to move nuclear weapons to Crimea. Also, the article says that Crimea's infrastructure is to be prepared for potentially storing nuclear weapons. A very presence of nuclear munitions in the peninsula may spark a whole array of complex political, legal, and moral problems. In other words, it's saying that there's about to be a war with Russia and Ukraine. Now, how does that affect America? Because who is the person standing behind Ukraine? And that would be America. And Russia has said that. Now let's go on to a commentary from Hal Turner. The situation between Russia and Ukraine continues to escalate, and NATO sticking its nose into the matter only makes things worse. Former member of Congress, Tulsi Gabbard, appearing on Fox News Channel, Tucker Carlson said, Make clear this dangerous situation. This situation is literally worse than the Cuban Missile Crisis back in the early 1960s. We are standing on a precipice overlooking an abyss. There is the very real probability that a kinetic war will break out between Russia and Ukraine on or before May 2, and all NATO countries could find themselves being fired upon as Russia moves to protect itself. This situation is the most dangerous military situation the world faces or has faced in decades. I'll read that one again. This situation is the most dangerous military situation the world faces or has faced in decades. It isn't a matter of whether Russia commences operations. It is a matter of when. It is a matter of when. Russia must protect itself from NATO missiles being placed inside Ukraine. The placement of such missiles would make a nuclear strike against Russia possible. And from Ukraine, those missiles could hit all of Russia's nuclear weapons stockpile, therefore decapitating the country and making a conquest of Russia possible. The Russians simply cannot permit Ukraine to do this. It's a matter of survival for Russia. What he's saying is that Russia must attack, and when Russia is attacking Ukraine, what America has to do is assume that it's Russia attacking America, meaning we are angering the bear. 
if NATO intervenes, then Russia will also fight us because they have no choice. In such circumstance, U.S. and European cities would find themselves on the receiving end of Russian missiles. Prepare now. There isn't much time. While everyone hopes that the situation can somehow be diffused, it is not likely. Now, here's what I think is going on. I think that the evil elite know that there's about to be massive arrests, and this is a threat. They're saying, if you come after us, if you arrest us, if you stop us from ruling and dominating the world, here's what we're going to do. We are going to cause our puppet, JB, to attack Russia. Russia will retaliate in a full nuclear strike and take out America. So bottom line is the fall of America will start with an internal revolution in America started by the communists. That started by the communists is probably JB causing Ukraine to attack Russia and then Russia retaliate. There's an update. 5.55 p.m. April 15th. Russian army tanks and other armored vehicles are now moving under their own power across fields, not on roads, near the Ukrainian area. No indication as to where they may be going and they're no longer on trains and not being hauled by trucks either. Kiev, Ukraine, city officials have now issued an advisory on where the city's bomb shelters are located. So we see both Russia and Ukraine is now gearing up for some kind of a conflict. Again, this is America making the bear angry, and the bear is going to attack. I don't want to think about it. I want to think that we can pray it away, which, by the way, we're having another solemn September assembly, so we will stay in touch with that. America needs prayer. America needs prayer very, very bad. Leslie and I went through four classes in Grasse, France, at two of the greatest perfumeries in the world. Leslie made a perfume, and it's called Virtuous, and it is absolutely awesome. It is the best scent I've ever smelled in my life, any place, anywhere. I want to stick it on Q-tips and stick it up my nostrils. It is so good. And we put it together for a Mother's Day package. You're going to get Leslie's Virtuous Perfume in a brand new beautiful bottle, her book, More Than a Ruby and DVD, and a rose pen and a silk rose, and 10 milliliters of Leslie's Perfect Touch Anointing Oil. Six items valued at $162, all for a gift of just $100. And if you order it by May 3rd, you'll receive it by Mother's Day, a great Mother's Day gift. That's Leslie's Mother's Day gift at prophecyclub.com. Leslie's Mother's Day gift at prophecyclub.com. Heaven's Harvest has food in stock. The coveted freeze-dried food in stock at heavensharvest.com. And if you put the promo code in STAN, it helps your Prophecy Club and it also gets you a packet of heirloom seeds free. Heavensharvest.com. Promo code STAN. S-T-A-N. Heavensharvest.com. STAN. I was just told that we now have nine big Berkeys, six royal Berkeys, four imperial Berkeys, and two crown Berkeys, and most of the time, everyone is out of stock. We have them in stock. I was also told we now have 70 bottles of potassium iodate pills left, and we're not going to be able to get any more that we know of. $25 a bottle or 10 for two twenty-five. Prophecyclub.com at prophecyclub.com. Prophet Leslie's book, Snake in the House, is talking about the compromise in the body of Christ. An evil snake has intruded into the church. The serpent is coiled in the church, 
hiding in the weeds of compromise, just waiting to attack and kill one after another of the body of Christ. The snake is waiting to sink its fangs into its prey, analyzing it with a slow release of poisonous false doctrine. If you believe in the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and that Jesus is your Lord and Savior, then this book is a must-read for you. A lying, deceitful, and horrific spirit may be operating in your church. This book will reveal the plans of the devil for the unaware, spirit-filled Christians. So, what is the Kundalini spirit? What are the manifestations of lying signs and wonders? What are the false religions allowed in the church? What is wrong with yoga? And what does Hinduism have to do with the Christian church? And what is wrong with contemplative and centering prayer? What do I do if I have been exposed to the deceptive kundalini spirit? One for 20, but don't do that. We offer them a shrink wrap sets of 10. One set of 10 for 30, two sets of 10 for 50 at prophecyclub.com. Here's the best deal we've ever offered at the Prophecy Club. Five Hell Pre-Trib 1, five Tribulation Secrets in Daniel, five God's Warning to America, five Secret Door to Understand Bible Prophecy, and 10 Miss the Mark, 40 books, gift of $100, prophecyclub.com prophecyclub.com. Terry Sock of Cornerstone Asset Metals is a prophecy student, reads his King James Bible, and wants to help Prophecy Club win souls even if it means he loses money. I think that's the right attitude when someone values winning souls more than making money, and he's doing so by sponsoring Prophecy Club on radio. So, if you'd like to help win souls, the next time you need gold, silver, palladium, rhodium bars, or coins, contact CornerstoneAssetMetals.com They can help you roll over your IRA, 401k, so just tell CornerstoneAssetMetals.com Prophecy Club sent you.